0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. The gang's all here. We're back for another year. Pizza at the Pagoda, an IndyCar podcast here on the NRN Podcast Network. My name is Chris Graham. Joined tonight by Ben Carswell, James Watson, Jason Owens, Mike McCullen. Unfortunately, Christian Jasper is in the middle of uh, an electrical discharge from the air. Uh, I'm assuming an aqueous aerial discharge is also happening as well. It's raining, thunderstorming in Nashville. Uh, so Christian will not be with us tonight. He'll be back uh, next week as we will be recapping the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. But first, as always, we're going to kick things off here. Uh,
1: James Watson, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, mountain Dew. Like Plain? Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with Plain Mountain It's the good stuff.
2: Exactly. The, o- the OG. Hell yeah!
0: None of that Baja Blast crap.
2: Hey, hey, hey! It's Blast. Best <laughs> thing to come out of Taco Bell. <laughs> Ow, oh,
1: I don't know about that.
0: It's oh. a low bar. Wow! <laughs> Hot takes. Eleven seconds into the show. I
2: uh, have to wing. have to start the new season off with a bang, you know. Chalupas and gorditas exist. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: And nobody has made a Scott Dixon and Dario Franchitti joke yet either. Uh, ben Carswell, what are you drinking?
3: Uh, I have a Bitburger Premium Pilsner, Germany's number one draft beer, according oh, to the can.
4: Channeling your inner shoeing.
3: I am, I am. I'm going to run you guys all off the road in a second.
0: <laughs> Hot take number two. Uh, <laughs> Mike McCullen, what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking a Yingling tonight. Nice. Yingling, classic,
0: classic. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I
1: was, I was right there.
0: I
4: right, uh, literally drove past the Yingling <laughs> Brewery today. It, it was either this or the rose, and I decided that the rose wasn't fan. I wasn't ready for the rose tonight. So Yingling, it is. Have you had their Hershey's?
1: I'm gonna outfit
4: Porter and Mike. No, nah, i ha- I like their black and tans and I like uh um their their porter. I haven't seen the chocolate one though. Oh my god, it is so good. It tastes like
0: a regular porter, but with a little bit of Hershey bar in it.
4: So it's really
5: good. good, dude. I love so that.
0: So good. Sounds good. Uh so Jason, if you're going to outfancy Mike McCullin, what are you drinking then?
5: I have a nice twenty fourteen Chateau Neuf de Pop from uh France. Bless have you. a nice glass of red wine. Yes, I know. Bless you, too.
1: <laughs>
5: okay, I
0: don't so even know what to say. I was going to say, Mike's lost the wine and cheese crowd. Uh, they are now fully supporting Jason Owens tonight. I <laughs> have a Boddington's Pub Ale imported from Britain, Ooh. smooth and creamy. It is spectacular.
3: I saw that at the, in the beer aisle, when I was good
0: considering body things it. Now
4: and
0: then. Uh, you know what, uh, I, maybe I'll I'll try do, that. I went to Scotland over the off-season for a week to see my kid when she was doing a study abroad, and the beers there were unreal, and unlike everything I had ever heard, they don't drink their beer warm, or even close to room temperature, it was ice cold
3: out of the tap and fantastic at 8 in the morning.
5: Like a true Scotsman. Yes. We're proud of you. Uh, there is no true Scotsman, Mike.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Ouchie.
0: How, wait, how many hot takes is that now? Four? No, it's just
4: a fallacy.
2: And we haven't even started talking about IndyCar car stuff yet. Yeah, really? I'm scared.
4: Uh, yeah, just using words that are too big for this show. <laughs> Not she nearly has enough
5: to top. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Shit. laughs>
0: Not nearly enough recycling bins happening. <laughs> <laughs> no. For any of you that watched problem. The, uh, the Long Beach live stream, Jason spent some time on IR following that race. Uh, the live stream. The ER.
5: Six to eight weeks to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do
0: it again this weekend because we will be back with the watch along. For the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. I doubt there will be any shoeies, but highly likely we can
5: get Jason into a recycling bin at some point.
4: Let's I move mean next Monday is
5: recycle day, so I'm gonna have to tamp it down <laughs> at some point. Do it before the race. Before the race, Jason.
3: Or just before you drink.
1: Make your kid do it. Isn't that what kids are for?
3: He doesn't have the heft yet. (laughs) But but he's got the energy. You know, he can really jump up and down for like an
1: hour. It's like a pack-and-play, but for six-year-olds.
3: You don't need to buy them Legos and stuff. Just go jump in the recycling bin. Just throw them in a trash can.
5: Wear him out. parenting advice by ben carswell <laughs>
0: <laughs> we wonder why ben's still single all right boys,
2: let's, <laughs> oh, let's, i, I was, was that's cool i was thinking about cool in there but i i oh that's messed up
0: <sighs> okay let, before we piss each other off too early in the season here let's let's move on to indycar stuff here Uh, We'll get this one out of the way fairly quickly because it's a point of discussion, but I don't think there's a ton here. Uh, Looking at the rule changes coming up for the 2022 season, there's a couple that are eh, not a big deal. There's a couple, though, that are really going to have an impact on the season. Uh, The biggest one that I see is the pit stall choice. Teams will now have the ability to choose their pit stall based on the qualifying results of the prior race am i making more of
1: that than what i'm thinking it could be
4: I think it depends it depends on the track obviously if there's more uh, there's a more advantageous entry farther down uh, farther down the order but uh, uh, i don't know i I, I think, think it makes a big to, deal at you know, Nashville, I at least.
5: Yeah, I, I think, yes. and I don't know
3: off the top of my head which pit roads are curved, necessarily. I'm trying to think ahead. Um, Iowa, maybe? Iowa, Iowa,
5: Nashville, probably Detroit. Yeah. There's a good number of, of tracks where it could make a difference. Well, I think other- it's really, really going to help those
3: top five who get the premium spots. And then after that, it's just sort of, you know, do we want to be far back or?
0: Well, I I think it opens some possibilities up because if you think about places like Texas, Iowa, uh, the ovals, you'll be able to choose if you want the openings in the pit wall that lead back into the infield paddock area. You can choose that spot so you can have a clean in or a clean out as your pit box. And depending on how teams qualify, you can also put your teams together. So that could make a difference for some of these multi-car teams, you know, thinking Andretti, uh, McLaren, Ganassi. There's some options there that teams
5: may be able to play some games. Well, Ganassi going to have pit, half the pit road on the ovals, right? Like uh, It sounds like <laughs> it, yeah.
0: We'll we'll get to that one, but uh talking about the teams and all in a little bit here. Uh yeah, I don't know. I something tells me that's going to come into play at some point this season.
2: I think it's definitely
3: something to watch.
0: For sure. I,
2: yeah, I, I think it could, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's gonna be nearly as big of a thing as we're anticipating. I still feel like the big teams are going to qualify close enough to each other to where it's a moot point anyways, and they're still choosing to be by themselves. This doesn't strike me nearly as significant as we think. Could it play a factor? Yeah. Will it play a factor? Probably in a race or two, but I don't know if it's going to be a big thing that we see throughout the season.
0: It's a fair point. Now, IndyCar always comes down to... The last, you know, race or two of the season. So maybe those points could come up somewhere. The other big one that I see here is race control having the ability to disable push to pass on lapped cars. That's going to end so many shenanigans that we potentially saw last season.
4: Yeah. If they're more than a lap down, though, so if you're fighting to stay on the lead lap, it's not going to affect you, and and hopefully, you know, between that and, and the command blue, they should. There shouldn't have been shenanigans to begin with, but now they can, one hundred percent rule out the shenanigans.
2: Yeah, because I I don't think the cars that are regularly multiple laps down really do any of that, because like. Did you really see Dalton Kellett getting in the way? No.
4: Ooh, that's just, there's an early hot take.
2: <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's not a hot take. You just need to look at the results.
0: Uh, no, I'm thinking more things like a Devlin DeFrancesco has an issue. Maybe he's able to hold up a race leader to allow Herta Rossi Grosjean to make up yeah. some time.
3: So on that, in that vein, though, like I think if so, let's say I'm not, a, you know, let's say, I don't know, pick a driver Johnson. Jimmy's not a lap down right or he is a lap down, but he's only he's being lapped by like fifth or sixth, like at Laguna Seca last year with Grosjean coming up and you need him to hold. He's not fighting for his lap back. And he's in no position to fight for his lap back and he's not going to. But he's only one lap down, so do you or do you not disable that? Because I he's think still they gonna would
5: have last, like with this rule last year, they would have.
4: Yeah, the I would have. I think my was understanding was he even of-
5: on the button defending last year. Yes, I'm they went <laughs> on the broadcast. They had in-car audio that said, "Make it really hard. Don't let them buy. I'm sure he
3: promptly used it, and I think you by just disabling that a notification that's like
4: hey it's disabled
3: that also sort the of switches the mindset of like,
4: last year they had the yeah. command blue that they could have showed him from the starter stand that says, get the hell out of the way." so but they didn't card right but they didn't so i think this,
3: this indicates opinion. a more of a, a, an attitude shift too though is that you know hey we see this as an issue and we're not gonna we're gonna be a little bit more aggressive you know maybe marshalling but, you know, they
4: still have the they still had the tool in their box and they didn't choose to use it, so... I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see if they use this or if it's just a weapon that they have if they need to use it. I'm wondering if it's more of a threat than something that they're intending on using. Uh, well, could that's... It could
5: also be the differentiation between, like, a sledgehammer and a ball-peen hammer, right? Like, you want to make sure that you don't necessarily overuse the blue flag, but here they could say, look, we're just going to disable your stuff so that you don't use it as a obstacle obstacle for somebody that's fighting uh, on the lead lap.
4: I mean, be fair though. I would prefer that they use the blue flag because that's the traditional way of dealing with that as opposed to imposing, Hey, you can't use push to pass anymore. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's overkill to take some type of electronic measure when all you have to do is hang a flag out of the starter stand and be like, hey, you, get out of the way.
0: Uh, Well, that brings Uh, me to the next point, though. They are moving to an electronic marshalling system, very similar to what Formula One uses,
5: which is a
0: huge upgrade that changes their ability to deploy the blue flag.
1: You can it now put that, you can put that blue flag out at any point on the race course.
0: So now you're talking about a scenario where they can even flash the blue flag on the dash of the car. So it's not even like the driver can say, oh, didn't see it. You're talking about an active signal from race control that says, get out of the way and there's no way the driver can miss it.
2: So does that mean the annoying guys on iRacing that are yelling blue flag three seconds back are actually going to have a reason to yell that now? Well, that's marvelous.
4: <laughs> if iRacing changes the sporting code, but that opens up a, a good question. <laughs> Is between the electronic marshalling and disablement of push-to-pass and the command blue that they added to the rulebook a couple of years ago... Are they setting up to change the blue flag rules from the historically American view of it's a suggestion you don't have to get out of the way. We're just letting you know there's someone faster behind you to the FIA style, F1 style move you must move or you'll be penalized style of blue flag and i think the i think f1 is the only series right now that does that consistently i know indycar again has the command blue which i've never seen deployed um maybe i'm just not paying attention or you know the nbc broadcast is probably not paying attention but or you had too many shoeys. i i limit the (laughs) amount of shoeys to to only televised broadcasts for uh, a wide audience so i, I don't know I, I just i wonder if indycar is starting to set up with the influx of national talent we'll, we'll talk about how many folks we've got coming over from the european ladder are they starting to think about bringing parody to the rule book to match the styles that some of these guys coming into the series might
1: be used to
5: I think it's a really good point and I, I don't have a good answer, but
1: well, I, I don't think we
0: can have an answer for that question yet, but that's a storyline to follow as the season goes on, because it, without jumping too far ahead here, when you look at the schedule, we're down to four ovals and a ton of road courses, you know, 13 total road course races that, If that rule application changes, that's a a huge thing. I mean, I'm a golfer. The, The rules of golf fit into this little book that you can stick in your back pocket. The decisions on the rules of golf is this massive book that you could never carry with you on the golf course. It sort of feels like the interpretation is as much going to be the discussion point as the rule itself this year.
4: The IndyCar rulebook governing on-track activity is shockingly vague. Like there's a handful of rules that are that are kind of cut and dry, and the rest of the rulebook is technical specifications and driver procedures and psychological exams and all that stuff, but very <laughs> little about the actual on-track things that you can and can't do, which is pretty much don't hit anyone. Don't get in anyone's way. Don't be an asshole. And that's like the entire IndyCar rule book governing on-track behavior. Well, they have one more thing, and
5: it's listen to the race director when he tells you something. Pretty like, much, it's those four things.
1: Uh, that's it, it. Kind of wraps up the discussion of what the
0: rule changes are, uh, but it, I think the. Race direction and the stewarding is very much going to come into play this year. Last year, you you would talk about, I mean, you know who the stewards are. Max Pappas is returning. Ari Lyondyke is returning. We're, I think we're going to hear more about what the stewards are doing, though. That's always been kind of a very... Things that go to the stewards in IndyCar have always been kind of cut and dry type stuff at least that's what it seems like historically it's been
5: well i think the racing is going to be so close that we're going to see more involvement from the stewarding just because of the fact that the racing is so neck and neck all season long
4: uh, more well, cars on that track too I mean, we're looking at much bigger fields
0: uh yes significantly bigger fields uh and that provides a fantastic segue here into our uh, discussion of the teams and silly season we're going to put it all into one uh quite frankly because we don't want this to be a four-hour podcast uh but we'll Uh. i will do this in alphabetical order we'll bring these up and we'll let you guys kind of bounce the discussion around a little bit here but we'll start with aj foy enterprises the only
1: returning pilot to that race team is Dalton Kellett. <laughs> uh, okay. You know else Dalton <laughs> uh, well,
0: is this a step backwards for Kyle Kirkwood? He's stepping yes. into it's that 14 step. car.
4: It's a step for Kyle Kirkwood. It was the 14 car or you drive your four races or whatever that your lights money gets you and then bring your helmet to the track and and hope somebody gets sick. So it was either his it was either four races or you take a full-time ride somewhere and you prove yourself.
5: Well, it's almost like everybody forgets that uh Newgarden didn't step right into Penske. Right? Nope. Like this has that feeling to it for me and I think I know Michael is super focused on the F1 stuff, but I have a really fe- like a really strong feeling that we're going to see Kirkwood grow over this season and next and then be in a Penske seat in 24 forward. And we're going to talk for a long time about how Andretti let Kirkwood get away.
3: Yeah, if they let him go, it's not going to look good because that guy is <laughs> it's different.
0: Why? Okay, yeah, well, terrible. let me let me ask the question here, Jason, if Andretti has this laser focus on F1, which we're going to discuss that, I think in depth when we start talking about Andretti Autosport, but it sounds like Colton Hurd is all but gone. If the FIA approves the Andretti F1 entry, why would Kirkwood not move into the Andretti seat that Herda vacates?
5: Herda doesn't have the super license points today. and, I don't he has to finish I believe third or better this season to have the super license points for next year. That's not a foregone conclusion when you look at uh Resurgent uh RLL, you look at Errol McLaren and Pato Award, you look at a a Scott Dixon Rampage Revenge Tour <laughs> that he's my odds on favorite to win the championship this year. Then you look at uh, New Garden. You look at all these guys that were super close that just to get a skosh better, and they're right there in that championship contention. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion to say, "Oh yeah, Colden Herta, he's going to finish third or better and have the super license points for next year." I don't believe that that is a wise thing to say is going to happen. In either way, we're still Andretti's at two like, more years. Yeah, we're looking at two more years. Andretti's not going to be on the grid next year, no matter what. So right. we're looking at 2024. So Kirkwood has two years. If you run two years at Foyt, and then you have brand new, like two offers. You have Penske saying, "Oh, come take over for Willpower," and then you have Andretti saying. Come take our third or fourth car for us. Like, what is your choice there? You know, like, that is not an easy decision. And I think, I don't think that it's fair to just expect that Kirkwood is going to move into the Herda seat in 24.
4: Say that Andretti didn't try to find a home for Kirkwood this year with his lights money. They're not gonna bend over backwards for him, and I'll, and I'll be honest, Actions speak I, louder than words. Is he going to bend? Is he gonna be like, yes, I'll take that seat? Or if he has two good years at Foyt, I don't think that Andretti top of his list because they kind of screwed him. They they you know he, he was an Andretti guy. He was yeah, and they weren't loyal to him and didn't try to find him something. And essentially, were like, good luck. And he ends up signing with Floyd. So I, I I, don't know. We're still talking, you know, two years away. We we know that there's a significant dis- disconnect between what the Andrettis are saying and really what Mario is saying and what the media is saying versus what the FIA is actually going to do. And, and there's a very significant disconnect that we know the FIA can be,
5: well, French. So who knows? <laughs> Is there anything more IndyCar, though, than talking about somebody's seat uh, 28 (laughs) months from now when there's a race that's on track in four days? Pretty F1,
3: to be
1: honest. (laughs) Max of F1, I think we should stop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sports cars.
3: Is Wes here? (laughs) No. <laughs> no. You'd start hearing about how he hates the new GTP class or whatever.
4: Um, no, he loves GTP. <laughs> I think the GTP is
2: pretty,
3: he, widely He's approved. Yeah. I'll tell you how they're not actual prototypes or something.
2: All right. Back and to the, Back to the dentist that's the prototype.
0: Yes, really. Before, Wait, before we go range, sidetracked. Before we um, go completely off the rails here. I mean, considering this started as a discussion of A.J. Foyt uh, and somehow we managed to slot it into Andretti, which, by the way, there are three separate Andretti teams that will be running this year. Andretti Autosport will have Colton Herta, Alexander Rossi and Roman Grosjean. Good Lord, the Legion of Doom line is coming out for Andretti. Andretti Steinbrenner has Devlin Francesco and Andretti Herta Autosport with Marco Andretti and Kerb Agajanian will have Marco in the uh, number 98 for the 500. Is F1 going to be too big of a distraction for the Andretti autosport team this
1: season? No. I wouldn't
2: not
5: this season, maybe next season.
2: I mean, we, we say that it's not going to be a distraction, but, like, they've already been struggling enough as it is outside of, like, one car a season for the last three seasons. Now we throw in them getting involved in F1. How are they going to make that work? They haven't, they haven't figured out how to get two at more than one car consistently fighting for race wins since, like, 2016.
4: No, we we say, are they going to be too? You know, are they going to be too focused on F one? We're doing the IndyCar preview show for this year, and we spent ten minutes talking about F one and Andretti potentially going to F one. So if we can't stay focused on talking about Andretti and not and not their F one program, sure as shit, the people that run Andretti are also going to be struggling to not focus on (laughs) F one. Like it might take, it's got to take Michael's focus for sure. I don't know about, you know, if the team is going to be squared away or not, but they certainly did not look like they had everything firing on all cylinders.
0: And I think we sort of have to take into consideration here that you have a guy in Alexander Rossi who's been there, seen it, got the T-shirt. I, I, I can see Alexander Rossi having an in-your-face moment with Michael Andretti telling him to get his head in Indy.
5: He's checked out after this season from Andretti Autosport, right? Like, there's. It, uh, feels like it, yeah. I feel like there's less than a twenty-five percent chance he's back with them next year.
3: That honestly, that feels like the real move he for Kirkwood. Oh, um, anyway, no,
5: right? I feel like that. That was what it, I feel like. Up. He goes to Ganassi, maybe, but more likely, I feel like he's in a Penske seat next year there's not He's a, a Honda chance. boy though.
0: Yeah. He has, he has know. Honda backing
3: big.
5: Yeah. What's the best way to weaken your opponent by taking their best driver? Like that's totally a Penske play.
3: Rossi to Penske LMDH slash.
5: <sighs> no,
4: I don't see that. But no, again, we're I don't, talking I don't believe it either, but, but. We're talking next year. Let's let's focus on this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: focus on this year in IndyCar specifically.
4: No more future is...
5: speculation.
4: Yeah. <laughs> this year, uh, okay. IndyCar. So
5: okay, okay. Uh, I, then let's focus on this year. What's everybody's pick for Rookie of the Year? I just totally blew up Chris's plan for the broadcast. But let's go. Uh, wait, hold on. Let's
0: let's hold on. Well, wait before before we get to Rookie of the Year. If just looking at the Andretti stable to wrap these guys up. Hurt is now somewhere in between, I'm a long-term IndyCar guy and I'm going to F1. Rossi has a foot out the door. Does that make Romain Grosjean the effective team leader?
3: No. At Andretti? It. it It's Hurt it right now, but I think if yeah, the, the, the larger the F1 rumors get, or, well, they're not rumors anymore, but, you know what I'm saying, Like if we get to a point in mid-season where they're like, Michael is walking around going, I'm going to F1, and Colton is my guy, yada, 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 that I think you see Grosjean's sort of dedication
4: to Indy, and his just, I'm not, I don't care, I'm in Indy now, I like it here. Grosjean is 100% here for Indy. He yeah. is excited, he is ready to go, he moved to Miami, he is ready to rock and roll.
3: Yeah, if, if Michael starts pulling Colton away from Indy and really touting him as like the F one driver, and he's gonna be there when I go there, I'm going there, then I think Grosjean does step in there. But right now, it's Herda at the top, and then seeing Grosjean just sort of battle. So I you, think so what you're saying, Ben, races, is going to go Hurta, Grosjean Ross.
0: I would say so, Ben. What you're saying is you have Herda as one. And then Rossi and Grosjean as 2A and 2B.
3: Yeah, because Grosjean's a rookie to the team. He's, he's never raced for them yet. He's been there. He's won with them. You can't put Grosjean ahead of him if you're doing ranking drivers in their importance to Andretti. He's still the most. Rossi's still the guy who's won for them the most of, on the team. Yeah, it was better last
4: year. Are we looking at Grosjean and taking in his whole body, of which, barring some pretty good incidents in F one, he's had an F one career that lasted way longer than Rossi's, with way more success in F one. There's probably some t- folks at android that are like, yeah, he's a rookie to our team, but we know this guy is far more talented. Uh, okay, I think it changes pretty quick. I, I am I think going it changes by midseason.
0: I am going to move us along here because we could spend the next hour discussing Andretti, but I will say this: Boo. Herda is not the only current Andretti driver who will depart for the Andretti F1 team. Moving on to Arrow McLaren SP. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what a, segue. Uh, a oh, segue! Actually, I
0: believe it is now just wow. Arrow McLaren. On to the next F one rumors.
4: Hot take
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hot take number six, uh, and F one rumors continue to abound. Uh Pato Award, Felix Rosenquist running the entire season, Juan Pablo Monterrier running rounds five and six. Uh Triple what do we
4: winner Juan Pablo Montoya, if you ask him.
0: Yes. Uh he did win the Pro Am division of the Le Mans bicycle race a couple of years ago. Well, the um, dentist division. <laughs> <In> the, race, <laughs> the, the racing dentist division. is that LMP3? Yes, that's the... Uh, he won the Dr. Jack Miller Award for Courage. Uh, okay. Are, are we expecting anything different from McLaren at this point? Pato was... Well, Pato. Felix was really good at times. Uh, outside of maybe a little bit of an improvement from Rosenquist, do we see anything different coming from McLaren?
3: Uh, well, they got they Gavin, Ward. They left they, off. Gavin Ward. Gavin uh, Ward, Newgarden's engineer, is now their head of technical something. There have been
5: a lot of uh, technical moves in the offseason. I think that's sure. a big one. Like That is a big one. Like,
3: I think Aaron McLaren is only getting better, and Felix is going to have a whole year now. You know, he knows that this is kind of, he kind of has to do it this year. If he doesn't perform this year, then Aaron McLaren starts looking at McLaren and Zach Brown. They start looking around and kind of going, eh, you know, this Kyle Kirkwood guy would like to be at a top team full time.
5: You know, do you want a third or second car? Yeah, uh, that's a good call, and that and the uh, Honda engine guy that moved over to Ilmore this off season too. I can't remember his name. I read that article. Yeah, no, I and I read that too. I, uh, it's
0: just, can we also not neglect the fact that McLaren does have an F1 driver in Daniel Ricciardo that doesn't have many years left in F1? That's a pipe
4: dream. I, can, I, can I, can I see don't see. Pato, uh, God, I would
5: love 12. that though. Yeah, I just don't I see love Ricardo that
4: running the Ovals. Uh, he's Australian. Why does he run the three? Why is yeah, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel yeah, Arcaro's w- chosen number the he's three? He's Australian. I was yeah, going to yeah. say,
2: he'd be all over that. It's not, not in a million years
0: does he get that from Penske. Not a chance. Roger uh-huh. owns he's the series. A, he's
5: reminding the why. Yeah, he
4: he, he yes. he's Daniel a Dale Earnhardt fan.
5: Pick number three
4: because of Dale Earnhardt. If that man comes over here, I guarantee you, he runs the ovals. He's in the Indy
3: 500 and medium. He is all over. That. Yes. But I, I don't think that's a, that's not, that's not a this season. Um, the next
4: year. I think that's a next Potho season. Was pop it, out. it goes into the, it goes into the, Does do, is, is this the last year potentially that we see Pato and Felix together at McLaren or, or if Felix doesn't have a good year, or Felix even has the same year this year as he did last year, is that good enough to keep him in that seat? No. I'm saying no. And if Pato has a great year again, I can see him heading across the pond and joining the big boys.
5: Well, let's remember where they dropped Ask You. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I could totally see that. If, if, if Felix doesn't improve this year, I don't think he's back next year.
3: If He had, no. he didn't have a good year last year. If he has the same year, it's Kirk.
5: I
4: mean, he he also did miss a chunk of the season when he had a stuck throttle damn near kill him. So Right,
3: right. But I'm saying if he has the same run of finishes, you know, I don't think it's even a possibility that he stays. I think you see an F2 guy maybe come take that seat. I think you see, I, I still think that Kirkwood is going to get that. They're going to throw that entire third car. And, and, you know,
4: I'm just looking at his results from last year. this is this is not exciting stuff for him.
3: It's really not great. But again, he's got. I I forget the exact news with his race engineer, but it's they have a whole. They're really there. Felix is working hard. I think he's going to do better. It's just how much better he does. If he's consistently top ten, he finished twenty 10,
4: first last year. So, that's not acceptable. He needs to be top ten. The only way is
3: needs to be he needs McClaren to be top ten take it. Yeah, if uh, okay, he's below top ten, I don't think he stays.
0: Let's let's not ignore the fact that Chip Ganassi. I mean, the hashtag is "I like winners," and he <laughs> let Rosenquist go. He had an absolute hard on to get Felix Rosenquist into an Indy car and he did not see Chip did not see that season long sustained success out of Rosenquist
4: Rosenquist had over the course of his two years at Ganassi two podiums and a win with a number of top 10s and a couple of top 5s but he finished 6th he finished in the points in 2019, 11th in 2020, and Chip fired him. But uh, did Chip see the writing on the wall and see it downwards? Correct. A fluke, and then 2020 he regresses, Chip fires him, and then he finishes 21st last year. And yeah, he did miss two races because of his stuck throttle, but yeah i mean is his trajectory heading down or was just last year a crap year for him
0: uh okay final question on the mclaren team is pato again top two in the championship standings
4: no uh,
2: it was- no i'd say top five but I, I don't
4: i'd say five only because it's going to be so tight like i yeah. can see top five being separated by a handful of points
2: yeah, because he was top two with arguably down years for Dixon and Newgarden. I don't think he can bank on that again. Plus, yeah. Herta will probably still be in the championship fight, too. Pato's going to be close, but I-, I can't imagine that he's going to get at least second in points back to back years.
3: Not to mention he's going to have Grosjean. That too. There's just too many yeah. guys who are like genuine championship contenders to lock into like the best of the best. You know, I, I just, and, and it's not Pato as much as it's just, is Aaron McLaren going to be ganassi Penske level consistently throughout the year? Because they were ganassi Penske level here and there but they weren't going to see Penske throughout the year. And that's what they need to do. And again, that's why I think Gavin Ward leaving Penske and going to Air McLaren is so important. is because they need to get that technical side of the, of the par. Pato is, a, is one of the best drivers. We know that it's not a question. It's just, can they be, can they have the good car every single race? And that's, that's iffy. It was iffy last year. And wait, it's iffy until it's proven otherwise this year.
0: Okay, let's, uh, let's get one more in here before the short commercial break mid-show. Uh, but this is an armada that we have to discuss. Chip Ganassi Racing, Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon, defending champion Alex Palou, Jimmy Johnson all running full seasons, Tony Kanaan back in a TBA numbered car for the Indianapolis 500. Is Ganassi the team to beat again this season?
1: Yes. Yes. I'll say it. Yes.
2: When you have Scott Dixon you on have your Scott roster. Dick,
5: yeah, you have Scott Dixon and the defending champion. You're the team to beat. Exactly. Style.
2: You owe me uh, yep. jinx. You owe me a soda, uh, <laughs> Jason.
0: Uh, okay. Now, the, the next part of that that comes into play here is Chip Ganassi has divested himself of his NASCAR team. They are upping things on the IMSA side a little bit in terms of commitment, but Chip is, well, back to being the IndyCar guy. Every bit of his focus is on the Indy 500 and the championship this year. So if you had to pick one for an Indy 500 winner, and a champion. Who are your
1: picks among the Ganassi team? Yeah,
3: I, I'd go with Pello. He almost won Pelot it. Pello for
4: five hundred. Dixon for the championship.
3: Pelot almost won the five hundred last year. I mean, he he, he almost won Did it. I, I think.
4: Elio
1: just.
6: <laughs> I think
1: he'll do both again.
4: I think Dick would be on a tear because he's pissed that he didn't win it last year.
1: It is just, a, a, at
0: some point Scott know. Dixon has to start the decline. It happens That's to every saying. race car driver. Robots some don't point. decline. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: All you need to do is, is just point. all you need to do is just regrease some of the some of the joints and send it back out there. It'd be good to go as new.
3: Just update the fuel saving firmware. Be fine. Yes, um, the, the fuel know.
0: refinery that he has built
3: into that number nine machine.
1: I, I, I just think.
3: And... Well, 41's not that old in terms of. I mean, racing
4: Elio's a freaking senior citizen compared to Dixon, <laughs> and he's only and he's like mid forties.
0: Uh, Well, now, but let's also say Scott Dixon, (coughs) excuse
1: me, Scott Dixon did run under cart sanctioning. That boy has been
0: around a long time. I mean, it's been like almost 15 years since he got robbed at a
1: Taco Bell, for God's sake. (laughs) I, I just...
3: I don't know. I Dixon wasn't very impressive last year. I mean he was, you know, consistent because he is Dixon, but just the, the, the pace wasn't there. And if I'm taking a guy on pure pace, I don't think it's below of all the indie drivers either. I think I take a ward for him pure pace and newburn.
4: I think that you're an your assessment of of not impressive is a win with uh four podiums and only I know, two three finishes, four finishes outside the top 10. It's like, just like that's not very impressive.
3: That- I'm not impressed by Scott Dixon this year. He only won one race and finished top 5.
4: Yeah, he had So, if you look at if you look at Dixon, it's almost like it's cyclical for him cuz his 2019 wasn't super awesome either. He finished He's never four. won
5: back-to-back championships.
4: Yeah, he finished 3rd in 17. I think he loses a championship and then he gets pissed and then he goes and wins the next one. So,
3: oh, it's just going to be so much harder this year though. It's only going to get harder. It, it, and I think the strength Are you betting
5: against is, Scott Dixon? Are, are you willing to bet against are you, Scott Dixon? So, uh, Ben. Yes. You're taking the field over Scott Dixon.
3: I know. And I know that's plus odds, you know. Do we <laughs> even <field over laughs> Scott Dixon today? We're at like 15. But I, I take the field. This is
5: absolutely a hot take.
3: I take the field.
0: I I don't agree that that's a hot take.
5: I think that's fifty fifty. I don't think that's a hot take, and I'm the king of hot takes. So, uh,
0: okay, so let's move to well, the guy who beat Scott Dixon last year, Alex Palou. I, I'm not going to ask does he repeat because I the easy answer is no. The field is too good. What are the expectations though for Palu?
5: Top 5 in the championship I think is is where he's going to slot in. Yeah,
3: multiple wins, he needs to have multiple. But again, he's in,
4: the, he's in the conversation at the end of next season. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the expectation.
3: I mean, he needs to be a guy we talk about throughout the year. If he if we hit that like um I don't know, I'm trying to think of the guy from last year that would be comparable, but, but if, if we're talking about if we're, you know, approaching three quarters through the season and we're talking about lowest, well, you know, he kind of needs this and he needs that, you know, out of his control to get it, I think he's kind of failed on the season. He needs to be controlling his own destiny until the fourth. Well, I mean, let's, let's
0: call this what it is here. He has two years in IndyCar. 2020 with Dale Coyne, he finished 16th in points, scoring 238 over the course of the season, a best finish of third at Road America, and then he was absolutely on fire last year with Canassi. Uh, three wins, a championship, second at the 500. We know the year that Pulu had. Yeah, I know. Is we, it, is it possibility that this is just one-hit
1: wonder?
3: I think everything just lined up correctly for him last year. I think, I think that's like a big part of you to take into account. I don't think Pelot is going to be like midfield or anything ridiculous. But I think seeing him, he was just so consistent last year. He just didn't make mistakes. And, you know, he, he pulled the Scott Dixon last year. He just didn't make mistakes. He won the races he could win. And he just finished where he could finish every race. And it was Perfect, but Herta was Andretti were not good throughout the year. New Garden was not great. Dixon just
4: something wasn't there. Herta was hit or miss last year. But we saw when Herta was, was,
3: but when he hit, when he hit, he hit big. I mean, he hit it out of the park. We saw him go out there and just blitz the field whenever he won.
0: Let's let's kind of flip that script a little bit, though. If Palou did not finish top five, with one exception of seventh at Nashville and Texas, so I guess two exceptions, he was either top five or 15th or worse over the course of the season. He finished 17th at St. Pete, 15th at Detroit, 27th at the second or, th- or second IMS road course race. Yeah, but two of those was an engine wow.
5: failures, though. like And, that was an and Gateway, failure. correct.
0: Back-to-back uh, engine failures, I believe, at IMS and Gateway. He, he, could have, he could have won the championship in dominant fashion.
5: Yeah, he could have won with it. He could have walked it off with a race to go, if not for the engine failures and getting taken out.
3: I think, but everybody has those, like, moments where it's like, oh, if this hadn't happened, we'd have been in championship contention." I think everybody had a few of those. I, it just doesn't seem like, yeah, if you never have a car failure, you're, you'll be in great shape to win. <laughs> That's kind of an unwritten rule. It's just, but it's just, I just don't see him being able to, I'm not, I'm not willing to predict him overcoming all of the guys who are going to be fighting for that championship. It's a possibility. It's absolutely a possibility it could happen, but I just don't, I wouldn't be confident predicting his favorite.
0: Okay, final question. Final question on the Ganassi team. Marcus
1: Erickson or Jimmy Johnson? Jim Jam.
4: Um, And and that's not not discount Jimmy. I am not a Jimmy hater this year, but I still think Marcus is going to be slightly better.
1: I am going I'm to happy bet. to
4: eat my words
1: in September. But Can I, I flip a coin? As uh, the is... resident
3: Jimmy Johnson Homer and Superfan, I'm going to go with Marcus. Um, and I will deny that I ever said that. If he... Jimmy
6: Johnson,
3: <laughs> <better>. <laughs> I will did lie. Have two
4: wins last year.
3: Yeah, I know. He did win two races. And... <laughs> He almost also <laughs> beat um, New in the middle. Like it was really impressive. Um, won uh, won okay, because- uh, okay. Uh,
0: let's ask. Let's ask one more question here. Then is Erickson closer to Jimmy Johnson or is he closer to Dixon and Pello?
2: That's a big Ooh. level. I, that, wow. I don't. That- who is even close to that level? That's a loaded question. I don't know where Jimmy is
3: this year, though. You know?
4: Yeah. I don't know. That's the
3: hard part is... Where is Jimmy? Is he Dalton Kellett this year? Or is he like... You know... I don't
4: think we have enough data to really assess what Jimmy Johnson's going to do after two years. And it is really hard to find Jimmy Johnson's uh, indie card, uh, indie card data <laughs> on his Wikipedia page. Yes. Yeah, i um, through like ten pages of... Uh, I'd say... the, the greatest NASCAR be closer driver. to... Um, I think Marks is gonna be closer to the to the top of the field than Jimmy.
3: Yeah. But just you haven't seen it from Jimmy yet to drag Marx down to Jimmy's proven level of in an indie car. He's By shown way, that I think he's Jimmy's closer to him. He's going level. to
4: be comfortably back of the midfield. I would say that Jimmy, unless like he's something drastic has happened in the offseason, he's gonna be Comfortably back at the midfield, I'd say. I don't think he's gonna be yeah. ahead of Calderon.
3: Uh, if he isn't, if he well, isn't, I will. She's,
0: quit she's this not podcast. running the ovals, by the way. So he is running a full schedule, including the five hundred. Well, that's uh, well, I was weekend, talking on a per a race problem. basis, not oh, the season okay. long. Okay, yeah. Like I
5: think
4: and that's he's not to slight
5: the- her. I just don't necessarily. I- I don't know. I wish it was Chadwick instead of Calderon.
3: Yeah, that's money talking for you there. But Okay, well let's
0: do this. Ah, let's let bills. let's get the break out of the way here. Uh we we do have a sponsor this season, gentlemen. Uh so we will be back here in just a moment. You are listening to Pizza at the Pagoda and IndyCar podcast here on the NRN podcast network.
1: If there's one thing every car guy hates, it's cleaning the garage.
0: Do you want to take most of the time and hassle out of that job? Then call Zone Garage of Eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Agnes and her crew will have your garage, shop, basement, or even your porch looking great all the time. With unique patterns and designs, plus the ability to incorporate your logo or any artwork, Your space will never have looked better. Installation is done in one day, guaranteed, and Zone Garage offers a 20-year warranty on the top coat. Their coatings are durable, anti-slipped, and impact-resistant. Give them a call at 570-856-6067. That's 570-856-6067 for Zone Garage of Eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey.
3: We have a real-life intermission. Yes. All right, everybody,
0: welcome back here to the show. We've covered the first half of the field. Some of these we're going to be able to get through pretty quickly here. Uh, Dale Coin Racing with HMD Motorsports will have David Malukas behind the wheel. Dale Coin Racing with Rick Ware Racing will have Takuma Sato behind the wheel. Both of those drivers for all events on the schedule this season. Uh, anything remarkable coming out of Coin? Does Sato do bordet things, like what Bourdey did when he went to Coin?
4: See him drag- dragging that that thing into into. Like the maybe he does
5: Grosjean things.
4: Yes, I think he does
1: on things. Which would be an improvement over the last season. Yeah. That that would be a hypothetical step up here. Uh, the next
0: team on the list is Dreyer and Reinbold Racing. Santino Ferrucci, Sage Karam, Indy 500 only entries. Uh, could we see them make a
1: splash at the 500 this year?
6: Nah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I... She's always good around the 500.
0: Uh, yeah. Sage Karam. The
4: NBC guys will definitely be excited.
0: Sage Karam is good at the speedway. Let's, let's call this what it is. When he doesn't wreck out early, Sage Karam is very, very fast there.
5: Yes. Yeah, and if my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bike. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, let's move
0: on to Ed Carpenter <laughs> racing here. Uh, this is a big departure from prior seasons. Ed Carpenter will only Finally. be running the Indianapolis 500. Connor Daly and Renus VK will be in the twenty and twenty-one cars respectively for the entire schedule. Connor Daly has finally caught the break. After how many years of being bouncing around the teams, not knowing where the paychecks are coming from, etc. Is this the make or break season for Connor Daly?
4: I'll be honest with you. I thought last year was the make-or-break season for Connor. I did not think that Ed would bring him back, especially when Ed lost the Air Force funding. So I don't know. I'm not. The yeah, expert.
2: I feel like he he won himself a lot of favor with Ed with how well he performed at Indy. Like Connor looked like a legitimate threat to win that race until. He got hit by the flying Ray Hall tire because he's, well, Connor Daly. Cursed. Yeah. Connor
5: curse.
2: Yeah. So I, I feel like at the very least, Ed will look out for those that do good at Indianapolis because Lord knows that's number one on Ed's list. So I think if he does mediocre, though, in a lot of the other races, it may be bad for his his chances on keeping that full time ride. I think he'll yeah, still he have it be go on. My
4: mediocre last year, though, like the, the, he had a good run in the Indy, and I am, I you know, so I was so excited to see a type one diabetic leading the Indy five hundred, legitimately on pace, but. Uh, mediocre was kind of where he was in the rest of the season. It's
0: just, uh, well, I'm shocked it, that
4: he got the ride back.
0: Is it fair to say that Ed Carpenter kind of only
1: gives a damn about the five hundred? Yes. I mean that's a. It,
0: it's very he's very Penske esque in that if he thinks you can compete at the five hundred and a full season will get you the laps and the reps that you need to be good at at the Speedway, then so be it. But Ed wants, wants more cars going up that lift in victory lane at the Speedway,
1: whether that's on the road courses or the Oval. Moving
0: on to Hunkos Hollinger Racing, the number 77, piloted
1: by rookie Callum Eilat. Thoughts? Hunkos, that green paint job is one of my favorites.
2: I think they might be pretty good. Like, Callum looked... Decent and the, the limited running He had last season I, th- I think they'll be pretty good I think they might surprise a few people
4: Callum's got the talent On The wheel side uh, Behind the wheel Does Hinkas have the engineering talent to keep up? I, I don't know They do have that bang up technical partnership With Carlin now So uh,
0: Who no longer has an IndyCar team <laughs> Will make note of So Rip yeah, it's more like the Carlin IndyCar guys are now Hunkos Hollinger IndyCar guys. Yeah. Uh, Meyer Shank Racing. This one's going to be fun. Mike Shank uh, is one of my favorite people in IndyCar at this point. The dude's just incredibly chill. That team is a great story. And now they have, well, a couple of older badasses behind the wheel. Elio Castro Neves, Simon Pagano, both doing full seasons. I guess same question as Hunko's Hollinger a little bit. What are the expectations for these guys? Are should they be contending for wins?
4: They were contending for wins last year with Harvey, so yeah, I think they're I think they're contenders. You've got a four time five hundred winner. You've got a proven winner and champion in Pagano. Yeah. Absolutely, they should. They should be contending
1: for wins.
3: I want to say yeah, because I want to see Pagano doing well, and I, yeah, it's hard not to like Mike Shank It's just very likable, but
1: I don't know. I mean, we, we are hitting a saturation
0: point of how many cars can contend for a win week in and week out.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the idea. It's like, I, you know,
3: three years ago, yeah, this organization at this point, you know, if we put this back three years, yeah, maybe they're like, I'm like, wow, this is a new team. They're going to be up competing. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. I think they can win some races. But now, we're not putting Myers Shank in the big three or even the big five, if you want to expand it to that. How are they going to fit in there? I, at Indy? Absolutely. I'm putting money on both of those guys. Other places?
1: Eh. Eh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I mean, if you, if you expand it out to the big five, that is 16 cars that Meyer shank Racing would hypothetically slot in behind. It is a massive jump to go from consistent midfield
1: to consistent front running. And the crowd goes quiet. All right, let's. uh, We'll
0: we'll continue on here. Then we've got a couple of teams left. Uh, Jack Harvey was just mentioned as a former pilot for Meyer Shank Racing. He's moved over to Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, joining teammates Graham Ray Hall in the 15, rookie Christian Lundgaard in the 30, and Harvey will be piloting the 45.
5: That high V livery is the best livery on the grid right now.
1: That's a hot take.
4: Is Ray Hall the weakest of the Ray Hall cars? (laughs) No. Wow.
1: Not even close. Maybe on
5: road courses.
1: Christian Lundgaard is quite
0: literally an almost complete unknown. Talented, yes. But entering the season with z- how, z- maybe zero official competitive laps? Well, one.
3: He we ran a race.
0: Uh, yeah, sorry. The second IMS race. So one race under his belt. Impressive Just in that one race.
4: Out. Just throwing out the question. With, with Harvey and Lundgaard coming over, does that put
5: Ray Hall? Farther down their order. Oh, uh-huh. guys, he's got to focus on his Ducati dealership.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think Hall was, was one of those like sneaky good guys last year. He was really consistent. He was always like in and around with top 10, just there quietly. He beat Sato almost every week. And then whoever was in the third car generally outperformed which was sort of the thing that I thought was interesting throughout the year, was Ray Hall and Sato were kind of, meh. And if you watched Ray Hall and Sato, you would kind of say, oh, RLL is okay, but they're not really... a." And then if you watched Hugh in the car, if you watched Barucci
1: or Lungard in the car, you sat there and said, wow.
3: Uh, they're pretty good. I- what are well- Ray Hall and Sato doing?
0: If you look at the numbers for Ray Hall, seven top fives, nine top tens over the course of the season. He finished seventh in points. Sneaky is probably the word to describe him, as I don't think any guy who's ever owned a Ducati dealership sneaks around anywhere. But that kind of is the feeling that I get from Graham Ray Hall. It's just quiet, you know?
1: It was just quietly
0: like his
5: late. crew had snuck his uh, lug nut on at the 500. Oh,
3: <laughs> that was car was really close so to lit. winning that thing. It was so good there. I think he's yeah. Uh, he's one of the one of the ones this year when you go to the 500 and you go, hey, I think maybe I put a little bit of money on Graham. I, I think Graham was they fast last year?
0: I think Graham Rahal is, he's hitting that stage in life where life is good. Good wife, got kids, businesses are going well. For drivers, that's either where they step up or start to fall off. And I mean, Graham is not a kid anymore. This guy has been around a very long time. Not as long as Dixon and some of the others, but he's one of those names that we have to start talking about. How many more years is he going to do this?
3: Right. Since 2015, these are his championship results. Fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth, sixth, seventh. I think he'll be top 10 this year. There's no reason to think he wouldn't, but if you look at these last, you know, since 2015 to these last, I don't know, seven years of results, there's a lot of top 10s, there's a lot of top 5s, there's a few podiums, pull-ins, and it's just a guy who's just consistently up there, but is never really above, he's never really setting himself separate. Yeah. And Lingard, he's an unknown, but he is fast. And I think you saw that when he, and you know, admittedly, the Indy road course has been better for Eurodrivers. just for the the first but he's, he's quick
1: and he's in a really quick car like Hall was good last year
3: yeah, the team Rahul. LL was good Askew put it in the fast six last year at Laguna Seca you know Ferrucci ran top five almost every time he got in the car
1: I just don't Harvey was gonna
3: win races if Meyer Shank could call strategy. You no, know?
2: <laughs> I
3: Ouch. just Mike bad Jack Harvey noises. Mike has a point that I think a few races into the season, we're either gonna go, that was a great that was a great point, Mike. You're really smart, or we're gonna go, Mike. You thought you were so smart, didn't you? <laughs> Mike, just, you're an idiot. I'm just asking the, just
4: asking the question that <laughs> it's a good question. To ask. A lot of talent. Ray Hall's bringing in a lot of talent. Is their team looks really good? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, right? I don't think, with the exception of Kunkos and Boyd, have we said that somebody's not a contender? And back to Chris, your point a little while ago, we can't say everybody's a contender, but yeah, I think we can right now. Now, obviously, this is all going to get blown to hell in a week, and we're going to see who our winners and losers are, but right now, looking at this grid, I think this is one of the strongest fields that we have seen. Oh, in without a doubt, top to bottom, since pre-split. In the, in the seven years that I've been watching, this is the strongest, deepest, deepest, biggest field and i think we're going to see a lot of good shit
3: you know what i'm going to confidently say right now nobody at ray hall letterman landigan will win the championship and i'm i'm 95 sure of that i don't think i would put any of them as championship contenders
4: agree with that i think that's a reasonable take
3: you know i think you could tell me that if you from Mike McCullen from 2023 comes to me and goes, Hey, Rossi won the championship. I go, Okay, wow, good year for Rossi. Good to see. You. Good for him. I'm not surprised if Mike McCullen from 2023 comes over and goes, Ray Rahal won the championship. I go, Get out of here, dude. Is this Mike McCullen from 2022 <laughs> playing prank on me? Like, this is no, no he didn't.
4: That is a solid statement. They're going to be good. I think they're, they're, they, there's a top ten out of one of those cars. I don't think there's going to be more than a top five. There's just
1: too much talent in this field. We'll
3: get to Lundgaard so when we get we, Rookie of the Year.
4: Should we talk about the Evil Empire? This is like the least like we have to talk about Penske.
3: Uh well, yeah. I was going to say let's
0: let's move on here. Uh, let's make James Watson cry. Is Will Power driving the 12 car in
2: 2023? You Maybe. shut your mouth. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby.
4: How long was his deal for? I think
2: wasn't it like two or three years? Doesn't I think it was matter. a long... However it
3: long matter. Will Power wants. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Will Power <laughs> wants.
0: Let's, let's not forget here, Roger Penske fired Tom Sneva, who won the national championship because he didn't think he could get the job done at Indy. Roger Penske is going to do whatever the hell he wants when it comes to, uh, to Will Power. It, now, in all seriousness, though, Joseph Newgarden, Scott McLaughlin, and Will Power, down to three cars from four, which has always been Tim Sindrick's preference anyway. The guy who's actually running the IndyCar program. Tim Sindrick likes that three-car dynamic. Does that change things for Penske this year, having a little bit more available in the way of resources per car?
4: Forget that they are hot and heavy on their LMP2 soon to be LMH Penske Porsche program too. So I think that even though they have freed up resources on the IndyCar side, they still have a whole bunch of focus overseas.
0: Elsewhere.
1: NASCAR teams
0: yeah. they did shut down the Xfinity program for the most part. Um so again, that's a, a resource shift. Are are we expecting Joseph Newgarden to be a top three contender for the championship this year? Would anything less than that be a disappointment?
5: Yes. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean I'd say so. Yeah.
0: Can we say the same thing about Scott McLaughlin and Will Power? <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: No, for I mean, James, but no, I I don't think Will
5: Power is going to be contending for. A I, I'm laughing more
3: at Scott Scott McLaughlin. Right, that's, that's what I Like that choked
5: me up too, and, uh, and I love Scotty Mac. Uh, like uh, he's going to get better this year versus last year, but I don't think he's a championship contender this year. All does,
0: right, does he just, need another year, or does he not get ever? Or does he not ever get there?
4: I think this year will be the, will be telling. I think this year will be really yeah. telling. Again, he's coming from wrestling a very hard-to-drive Australian V8 supercar to a finesse type of driving style. And, yeah, we see what Paddle can do with the car, and I think if you threw Paddle in a, in a V8 supercar, you'd be pleasantly surprised. But I think Scotty just needs to continue refining his driving style. Uh, I mean, he did tear up Texas and podiumed, um, which was you know, in his first oval, dude put it second. So I think it's going to be just like Jimmy Johnson. We're just going to see improvements as he gets used to driving a car that probably requires a little more finesse that you really can't manhandle. If you try to overdrive an IndyCar, and we've all driven them in the sim, you cannot drive overdrive an IR-18.
5: It will try to kill you. So, I think he needs to spend more time with- in his uh, Carolina Simworks rig. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: sponsor plug.
0: Not our show sponsor, but personal not sponsor of Jason sponsor. Owens. Uh- <laughs> yeah. We didn't, we didn't say you could do that, Jason.
5: <laughs> well, that's Where's actually not their name anymore. So, where oh. is our yeah, cut about updated about their branding.
0: Uh, okay. So, is it a fair question to ask who has a better season, Scott McLaughlin or Jimmy Johnson?
5: I think it's a fair question. It's a big Scotty does. Yeah. I
3: think, think Scotty does
5: just by the skin of his teeth. I think Jimmy has better total oval I mean, results. And Scotty has. He's
4: not even 30. And Jimmy is.
5: 45. Don't go there. 74. No.
4: <laughs> and I say this to somebody who turns 40 in 38 minutes. But I think Jimmy Johnson is closer to uh, social security than Scotty is. So I think Scotty's going to have a better year. Uh, yeah, okay. Scotty's only 27?
3: 28? 28. Yeah. He's be 29 this season. You know, I mean... So, I don't know. I, I think Scotty
0: will have a better season. Uh, James Watson, sell me on willpower.
1: Alright, look. He...
2: Last year, he had a lot of races where he he was out to lunch, but there were a lot of races that he was still competitive, only to get hosed he by classic won
5: Detroit.
2: Exactly, we're not talking about that one anymore. Like <laughs> he he had a crappy season, and he was still what top ten in points. He he finished eighth. Like he still has pace. He's still. Arguably the fastest one out there. He still can contend. If he can finally get some luck on his side. And for the other races that the luck doesn't get him. He doesn't go into that willpower mindset. He can still be a serious championship contender. He's nowhere near
1: washed.
4: With that. I mean the man did have a win in three podiums last year. I don't think he's washed up yet. And no. you're right. His he pissed off somebody. I don't know if he <laughs> if he broke a mirror or he shit in an Indian burial ground or something. I, did I something
2: I, wrong. You, you know what he did wrong? He has me as a fan. I swear to God, I'm a curse. I swear <laughs> to God, all you need to look at is anything else I support, and then you go. Eh, he might be right with the whole curse thing. What was it like watching the Rams win the Super Bowl? I don't (laughs) want to... (laughs) How? That is cruel and unusual punishment. It was awful because it should have been us dad-dicking the Cincinnati Bengals for the third time. (laughs) But no. No, we had to blow it because... Shanahan needs to learn how to coach in a fourth quarter or something. I don't know. I've seen this happen too many when, times.
0: When Will Power goes full Kevin Kogan on the front row at the speedway, I might actually have to have a camera on Watson just to watch him have a stroke.
2: <laughs> okay. I don't even think I don't even think I'd react to this point. I'd just go like, yep, that's par for the course. That's what I expected. Uh,
0: okay, we've we've talked a little bit about this. Let's shift over to storylines here. Ah, uh, one of them, and I think this might be the most entertaining of the storylines this year, is the rookie battle. We have Calamai Lot Christian Lundgaard coming over with significant European single seat experience against David Malukas. Devlin DeFrancesco and Kyle Kirkwood three absolute badasses out of Indy Lights is this year a turning point for Indy Lights and, and the reason I ask that question is if the F2 guys
1: absolutely smoke the Lights guys these car owners are not going to look to Lights a fair statement Here's the issue, and
3: a little bit of writing about this has got me sort of figured out what's happening here. Lundgaard is gonna smoke them all. That's an issue because he's in the best car of any of the rookies. And well, except for uh, Francesco. Di Francesco. But Di Francesco, he wasn't he wasn't that guy in lights. He's not gonna be that guy in IndyCar. Lundgaard has by far the best car of the competitive rookie. Um, and he's going to be probably the rookie of the year. If you find a place to bet on him, bet on it because it's going to be him.
1: Everything is going to be so. Like
3: the sort of thing where we look at a guy in F1 and we go, hey, he finished 12th. That's a great race for Nicholas Latifi. You know? He finished 12th. He didn't score any points, and it was a good race. Because we just know he's got, you know, he's he's not a good car. It's going to be that way for Kirkwood. Kirkwood's going to, you know, manage to get a top 10, and it's going to be like a win for
4: him. Yeah, I mean, I would say that of the rookies, Kirkwood has arguably... Some of the most more talent than anyone else. I'll I obviously his talent. Lingard was absolutely, you know, absolutely talented, but Kirkwood should be in the conversation. But because Andretti absolutely
5: did him dirty, it's dirty, and he has the worst, worst dampers car. out of all the rookies.
4: Yeah. So I think, I think when you to look at dampers as Calderon,
3: no, he's got worse ones. Yeah, 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 um, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, that rocket money is going to get her better
4: Cold, Um Does Calderon get the better car because she brings the money? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
3: I, can I? But I think it's. I think it's clear. It's it's Lundgard Ilot and Kirkwood. Those are the best three rookies. Yep, and you just got to look at. You got Ilot and Kirkwood and and Hunkos and Foyt. And I love Hunkos. I love Foyt. I think they are. It's. They need to be IndyCar teams, and I want them to do well, but LL is just better, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's only so much pure talent that's going to get you. It's not going to overcome that gap.
1: I am on the subject of rookies here, and, and
0: you guys mentioning Tatiana Calderon. I, there's a rant that needs to happen here. My, the veins are popping in my forehead and the smoke is blowing out of my ears. The (laughs) fact that we are being excited over having a female back in IndyCar is infuriating. We had a season where we had Catherine Legg, Pippa Mann, Anna Beatrice, Simona Silvestro, Milka Duno, Danica Patrick, all in the same 500. Yep. What the hell is yeah. wrong with IndyCar? We made a huge deal I mean, last year out of Miles Rowe getting a win at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Why can we not look for homegrown talent? Are are we that dollar, beholden dollar to bill. the dollar?
4: I hate I mean, to say yeah, it. And That's the me. answer. And unfortunately, you've you've said the magic words of Miles Rowe, which I also have a rant coming on that you want to talk. to you wanna, me, oh, Don't get me started. You, you want So I, I'm going to get started now. You, you've got me going, because now, like you make the kid the face of your diversity and inclusion program. You say this is the way that we attract more people to the sport. We're going to back this kid. We're going to put him in the best car with the best backing and he goes out. He wins a race on pure fucking pace in the rain. And oh, look, we then, got another opportunity. Dump Let's jump him. Dump him. Uh, and they dump them for Ernie Francis Jr., who is arguably a
5: great driver. Uh, uh, right, another guy lights. that deserves a ride, but it's uh, not you, an either-or. It's a yes-and. Right. Do both. Diversity and inclusion
4: is not a zero-sum game. You're absolutely right, Chris. We shouldn't be excited that we have one woman when we had so many more. IndyCar is was one of the pioneers of bringing women into the sport. And... It's taken such a backslide, and yes, it, it's a money issue. And look, go look at what Bush is doing with with NASCAR. Oh, I'm They're so literally like, funding every female driver over the age of 20 in NASCAR. Drink Bush They're just light backing now all of, that. of them. Yes. <laughs> It's what the W series should have done. And I know the W series is doing good things and I I am turning around on the W series, but it's what they should have done with that money is just find the promising women drivers, give them the money, give them the backing and then support them. Don't miles row them where you say, Hey, you're the guy. Uh, no, you're not the guy. Sorry. Goodbye. And don't talk about him ever again. Like it, it is absolutely infuriating the way that IndyCar is approached this.
5: And I don't know and, and how if they should absolutely it together, be ashamed of how this is being done. They should be ashamed. But the, at least Roe is back on the grid this week. Yeah, and but the I message will...
4: that IndyCar is sending is it, diversity and inclusion is one. We're only going to back one there's only room for one person it's not of the traditional background to come into the sport and and if he doesn't do good we're gonna go find another guy It, it is a slap in the face to that kid it's a slap in the face to everybody who was watching that kid and hoping and hoping for his success to have IndyCar do what they did and force indy is as far as i'm concerned the face of IndyCar on this absolutely fucked up They could have taken the money from Roger, because I know Roger's funding this, to run a lights program, too, while still supporting Rowan another season of USF 2000. There was no need to fire him to run a car in Indy Lights, because what you're saying is it's a zero-sum game, and that is an absolute fucking joke. I'm done. I, I, I
0: will say this. The split of Indy Lights from the rest of the road to Indy and bringing Indy Lights under the banner of IndyCar and casting aside the Anderson Promotions group. That's the entire reason I think that Miles Rowe is not getting backing from Force Indy at this point. Because Penske wants that money to stay in-house. He wants to prop up Indy Lights I would not be surprised to see a requirement that the IndyCar car owners have to run a lights program coming yeah, in the
4: very near future. To run a USF two thousand team is Roger can find in his couch? That's a that couch, that's couch change couch. for Roger. Yeah. That is absolutely couch change for Roger. And if it really meant something, they would have said, Yeah, sure, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep supporting you. Maybe not with Force Any, but with another team, and I don't know where his funding came from this year, but it's just the message that it sends, and I really wish Christian was here for his take on this, because I'm not doing it justice. The no, message that not. it sends is that this is a zero sum game and
1: diversity and inclusion is one.
0: I am not disagreeing with you one bit on that. There is I can remember when they announced the the race for diversity and inclusion, I believe is what the program is called. And Willie T. Ribbs went on an absolute tirade about it with Marshall Pruitt. Um and quite frankly, he called what happened to Miles Rowe.
1: It's their goal is for one. They want the PR, they want
0: the storyline, they want the headline. They don't want Can we talk about how NASCAR change. has
5: four minority car owners right now versus what IndyCar is doing with the road to diversity and inclusion? NASCAR is doing God. So much better when that you've got Mayweather and
4: Pitbull and Michael Jordan <laughs> in the in the conversation at the 500 and, um, and it's Smith, yeah, and Smith, yeah. It's Smith Doherty, like yeah, got,
2: Brad Doherty.
4: NASCAR is doing so much better, and you're put and you're pushing Bubba Wallace. You're pumping him up. He's got the backing of he's got McDonald's backing. He's got, like he's just not getting funding because he's getting funding from the big companies okay like, he's let's, getting the big names out of the let's fire.
0: also but though yeah, we we have to sort of couch that discussion because nascar has a charter system in place that there is now value in owning a nascar team let's not forget that walter payton owned an indycar team at one time um Oh, I'm forgetting who was it. Emmett Smith that was involved with a NASCAR team at one point. He's on Prior, he is now. currently he's currently with Jesse Uwujie's team, but I think he was but involved didn't, with uh, another. Herschel
5: Walker get involved after the Jeff Bodine, um, bobsled stuff. Wasn't Herschel Walker involved for a bit? Possibly. And every
0: one of these teams went bust because they figured out how much money it actually cost to go racing. And there was no possible return on investment. If IndyCar wants to see the level of investment from superstar athletes and celebrities like NASCAR is getting, they need a charter system.
1: And that means the 25 and 8 rule is coming back. This is a really hot take.
0: Yeah, I think we tabled this one for another. <laughs> that's <one>. a lot. <laughs> uh, th- uh, yeah, but very that's, far off topic. That's that is the equivalent. the The NASCAR charter system is the twenty five and eight rule that IndyCar, that the I original IRL had. Uh, I it's not that hot of a take. That's that's the reality of things. But yes, I, I would say we'll uh, we'll slide that for an off week discussion
5: i mean we, we're an hour and 38 something. minutes in and we haven't even talked about saint pete yet
0: i i was yeah, just gonna say to i was just gonna say uh let's we're going to skip over a couple of topics here and we'll move on to saint pete uh this is going to be an interesting weekend i think what are we expecting here this is the First race of the final season for the 2.2 liter engine formula. So maybe they push things a little bit. They do have the mileage rules and all, but what are we thinking here in, in terms of past history? Obviously Colton Herta getting the win last year. Um, do we see more of that? Do we see the Rossi Robert Wickens battle from 2018? I guess it was, uh, there's st pete is not a typical processional type road course
5: uh i think dalton kellett's car is still stranded in the runoff from last
4: year (laughs) he's all ready to go (laughs) they're just gonna push him back in the pits and he's ready to rock and roll (laughs) No, I I, lo- I love St. Pete. Watching them fan out coming down that runway into Turn One, it is absolutely ridiculous, and it's it's the best way to start off the race. Oh the man, I wish we had gotten. It's in oh. Florida, and the end in, in you know, kind of the tail end of winter. Uh, I'm sad that it's like not right before Sebring, like it's been in the past where you could kind of do do both. Do the, we,
5: the, the do one week and get to do both. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But it's still going to be a great race. And I think we're going to see, you know, we we're, we're, we can be done talking about what the season's going to look like and start seeing if we know whatever, we know anything about what we're talking about or if we're really just sitting here uh, uh, spewing. Bloviating.
5: <laughs>
4: Bloviating. <laughs> Wait,
2: that's not what we're already doing? No,
3: Pretty we're much. experts. We're experts. Don't forget that.
4: We are experts. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag
0: allegedly. Um, (laughs) There is a history of back-to-back winners at this race, dating all the way back to 2015, actually. 15 and 16 was Juan Pablo Montoya. 17 and 18, Sebastian Bourdais. 2019 and 2020 to Joseph
3: Newgarden.
0: Uh, So should we just hand Colton Hurd the trophy?
3: Yes. That's probably a good bet.
1: I think he's going to have to fight willpower for it. Yes! Oh, did I. Oh. Did I get my pick out early? Uh.
2: Wait. Wait, if someone else picks willpower, then what do I do?
1: Uh. Have an opinion?
3: (laughs) Think outside the box? (laughs) (laughs) Oh think rather than just yell you know, willpower people <laughs>
2: <laughs> but where's <laughs> the fun in that
0: uh, okay let's let's discuss winners and anchovies then and we'll get a rationale for both um we'll do the little spinny wheel of death here and it's going to come up to Jason Owens who is your pick for winner in St Petersburg
5: Oh, that's a tough one. I got to pick a winner, which means one car. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to
1: go Herda. Not
0: surprisingly. He takes chalk. Uh, ben Carswell, who you got?
3: Well, it was going to be Herda.
0: Not anymore. Um, Damn it. And by the way, we with- will be keeping point standings this year. Oh, Jesus. I'll go
1: with Grosjean. Why? I think um,
3: why? Because he's awesome. I like him. Okay. Uh, and I don't remember his result last year, but I'm sure it'll be better this year. And I just like him.
6: I just think he's
0: going to really good. I, I, it's not a bad pick not in any way shape or form a bad pick uh, i had an explanation for herda but you know well that's not what we asked we asked why you picked rojan uh roman Grosjon, by the way last year finishing in
4: Wait didn't he get boned by strategy or a coin pit stop
2: yeah didn't he do well and then he was suddenly not doing well because of something i remember that in one of the the early races we're all like oh hey he's doing good oh that's unfortunate yeah there's no
0: race report on wikipedia so i would have to go back through indycar's well quite frankly garbage new media website uh let's see what we can
1: find here
0: um give me a sec
3: I'll, I'll, i'll find it at some point
1: here um Uh, here we go. Official rates results for Saint Petersburg. Uh, Roman Grosjean
0: finishing in thirteenth position last year.
6: Yep,
4: yeah, there you go. I thought you um, got boned by strategy.
3: Um, um, hold on, I'll make something up. Uh, that was hmm. with Dale coin. He's with Andretti now. He's revitalized. He has a Phoenix tattoo. On his...
0: Good answer, Ben. Yeah, he's uh, going to
3: be really good.
4: Mike,
0: who is your pick to win?
4: All right, I will. I won't take power away from uh, away from James. I won't do that to him. Yay. Oh, let's see. I'm gonna go with Rossi. No one picked Rossi, right?
1: Not yet. Yeah.
4: No one wants Rossi? to pick he's, just He he's got he's got a huge chip on his shoulder. He's been he's been good there before. Obviously, you know we know what he's capable of. If he's got his shit together and Andretti's got his shit together, I I think it'll be
0: his day. Alexander Rossi starting eleventh, finishing twenty-first, two laps down one season ago. Uh, Interesting that the race report, by the way, just lists Dalton Kellett as off track as the reason for running out off course.
5: (laughs) He's still (laughs) off track.
0: (laughs) He's he is still off the course uh let's see christian we will get a pick from him i will shoot him a message this week uh or probably tomorrow anyway um let's see my pick to win this weekend uh i don't think uh well okay james get will. james has willpower so we do have a penske driver picked um
2: you know, I just realized we spent so much time talking about other stuff I never got to do my rant about Will's new paint scheme.
0: Well, give it to us. In lieu of in lieu of your pick, who we know is going to be Will Power, so we don't skip you, give us your rant on Power's paint scheme.
2: It's horrible. I, Thank you. I, appreciate I you know... checking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Continue. Like, it's not it's not a terrible paint scheme. It, it's not abject garbage, it's nice, but come on, we were waiting so long to for him to be back in a classic all black Verizon car, and we only get that gorgeous scheme for one mess season, and then we're back to to whatever the hell that is. I mean, I guess it's better than the the drab, soulless all silver car that he had for so long. but... I just really wanted to see that that beautiful 5G on the track a lot more and a lot more up front. But I don't know, maybe if it turns out to be a, maybe if he starts running better, then I'll consider the paint scheme. Good luck. And you won't hear me complain about it anymore. But as of this moment in time, yeah, I'm very, very saddened and very not happy.
3: Uh
0: okay, uh, I can't believe that we have three Andretti cars and Will Power selected thus far. Uh, so the field is wide open. I I can't believe that I have to sit here and think. Do I want Pato, Scott Dixon, Alex Palou, uh Graham Rahal, Pagano, Newgarden? I mean, good God, this is. We talked about the depth of field here, but...
5: It's an embarrassment of riches.
0: Oh, it is fantastic. I am going to say... Joseph Newgarden kicks things off in a spectacular way with a win in St. Petersburg. Uh, so, we'll go in alphabetical order for the anchovies. Ben, who is the anchovy slash pineapple of the week?
3: This is tough. Um, I thought about this a lot. And I did some real thinking and consideration and a scientific process. And I'm going to go with Devlin Um, I think that we're going to see how outmatched he is. And I think Kyle Kirkwood will still beat him, even though he's in a foil.
0: And by the way, we're going to make Anchovy a vote, by the way. Not necessarily who has the worst finish Because obviously you would go There are a couple of names that you would go Oh yeah, this name's going to be towards the back um, Just so, keep saying Kellen uh, Anchovy Anchovy will be a vote Of all of us here when we do our race recap That
4: was my strategy last year what, The overall worst performance Yeah, just general? who's going
0: to finish last No, I think it should be
3: Who has the worst performance Like who Who truly underperforms What they should have done Correct Yes, I like that.
0: That's better. We're uh, so, James, who is your pick for Anchovy of the Week?
1: Oh, power. Hey, you watch that. Um, <laughs> God, I don't I, I don't know. Maybe
2: m- I hate to do this to him, but I, part of me is wondering, Rossi, like angry Rossi just get shows a little too much, and he just gets one of the barriers just a little too much. I don't know; it's hard to say anchovy of the week for the first race. It's such a crap. Show. Uh,
0: well, I tell you what; we talked a lot about angry Rossi last year, and angry Rossi was not good. Rossi last year, he he was quite frankly very middling. I would say, um, he's gonna be kind of an interesting storyline to watch here. Uh, Jason, who is your pick for pineapple of the week?
5: Um, man, that's, it's so hard to pick anything now compared to last year. Um, I'm going to go with Kellett. He's still in the, uh, Barriers, I think. <laughs> Still on the off. The
4: off. <laughs> Still off at turn one.
0: He just gets back to St. Pete and they land the plane and he just hops back in the car and sits there all weekend. Uh, Mike, <laughs> who is your pick for My uh, pick trophy.
4: is Connor Daly.
1: Just
0: because it's like Connor that. Daly
4: on a road course.
0: I like that pick. I, you know what? I, out of Outside of James's pick of Alexander Rossi, I am not seeing none of the other three names are guys that strike me as if they finish 15th, you would go, man, that was a bad day. They were just out to lunch all weekend.
3: Damn. I should change. Can I change? Yes. Yes,
1: Ben. Yes, Ben. We'll let you change your pick.
0: Graham Ray Uh, that's a guy that you would go, if he comes home 20th and is just off the pace all weekend, you'd go, whoa, wait a minute. That was a bad, bad, bad show for them.
3: Yeah, I want to take Mike's side. I think he's the worst in RLL, and I think it's going to be pretty obvious.
6: Yes.
1: Join me. The
3: more I think about <laughs> it, the more sense it makes, honestly. The more it just makes sense to me that he's not going to be as good as He's the
4: Marco of RLL.
3: God, that's scarily accurate, I feel (laughs) like. You know?
4: Uh, It sucks,
3: but I feel like it's too close. That becomes
0: an interesting discussion next week if he finishes 15th. Because is that really outside the realm of expectation for a guy who you would expect to be 8th to 12th every week? But if Lundgaard
3: is 8th and Harvey is 12th, problem. You know, but if they're 14th and 16th and he's 15th, then it's fine.
4: If Ray Holes behind his teammates every week, it's a bad day for him.
0: Okay. Yes.
4: Final pick of
0: Saint St. Pete Weekend. My anchovy of the week is Renus VK.
5: Man, I totally forgot he was even still driving in the series. (laughs) Won Uh, a race, too. Yeah,
0: Yeah. won a a race last season and then did... Race winner. After the broken collarbone did absolutely nothing. Now, obviously, he was playing hurt, but I think this is that kind of weekend of... I think we're either going... It's I don't want to say put up or shut up, but at least maybe a little bit of that in terms of if you're gonna be a top five, top eight guy every week, you have to start that this weekend. And and I don't think we see that out of Renus VK. All right, boys, time to yeah. pick championship winners.
5: Ooh, I'm good at this. Jeez. Humble brag. <laughs> oh he God. gets
4: one lucky guess at the beginning of last season that it wasn't even recorded. <laughs> and he thinks he's an expert. All right, he did pin right, it to
3: a Discord. Swami. So, yeah, that's right. true. He pinned it to a channel.
0: All right, Swami, who's the pick then, Jason?
5: The pick this year. So I could pull the hard card and say, cut, "Get back to me after Barber when I made my winning pick last year." But it was opening I, race of the season. I will go out on a limb. And I reserved the right to change this one time after no. Sunday. No, no, no. But uh, I'm going to go gonna out on a limb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've struggled with this all day. I've actually thought, who am I going to pick? Because I, I have to back it up. And I'm going to go out on a limb and call a pillow back-to-back
1: championship. It's
0: not even, I wouldn't even say God. ballsy, not, that's very matter of fact. Everything we saw out of Alex Palou last season said this could be the second coming of Scott Dixon.
5: He's literally Scott Dixon's mini me clone. I mean.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I am floored, but yes,
0: uh, Palou has the potential to do some absolutely incredible things uh, Mike who is it who wins the NTT IndyCar Series Championship this year
4: I mean this is going to be a hot take none of you are going to expect this this is this is just a pure guess here I think this is a he's going to say a edge case Scott Ooh. Dixon
2: <laughs> oh that's easy
4: <laughs> uh, I
2: so, have outlawed that pick
4: you got it's pick the championship winner scott dixon will win the championship he's pissed he's angry he's gonna win the championship
0: okay so that means ben since we've already taken two of the ganassi cars off the board your choices left are marcus erickson or jimmy johnson for the title (laughs) he's going
5: jim jam
3: (laughs) as if it was even a question um uh, I'm gonna go with the guy I was originally gonna pick to win St. Pete, uh, Colton. He finished the season off incredibly strong, and I think, honestly, if I had to put money on one guy on the grid, you kind know, of lap for lap, who's got the who's gonna be the fastest? It would be him. I think he's the best. So, I think Android does better this year. I think Herda is.
0: Dominant. He gets the super license points and disappears to F one, huh? Yup. All right, like James. That. James, who's the pick?
1: You
2: really have to ask. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> I I, I gave you I gave you a chance for an out.
2: Nope. I, I'm I'm telling you. I believe he still has one more championship left in him.
5: Second. He has the willpower to achieve it, oh, James. You can still
3: pick Newgarden if you want.
4: You're fired,
5: Jason.
3: No, uh, I. You can pick Newgarden. It's okay. We won't judge you.
2: No. I, well, I would I, never pick Joseph Newgarden. Well, Ugh. tough
0: luck because I got him. I uh, <laughs> I think Joseph yeah, Newgarden. I don't if if he does not win the Indy 500 or the championship this season. His seat gets a little bit warm.
4: I don't disagree with that.
0: Penske is all about the 500. I mean, hell, he bought the place. (laughs) If you can't win the 500, you better win a lot of championships. And getting beat by Alex Pillow is not the way to Roger Penske's heart. Dixon, you could go, okay, maybe it's Dixon. He did Dixon things again. Alex Pillow is a completely different ballgame. Season-long anchovy. Who is the driver that has the most unexpectedly
1: poor season, Mr. Carswell?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with Connor Daly. Um, I think he's incredibly overrated. I think that people get too caught up in his mullet. And him being
4: the great America. personality, he is not a great driver.
3: Yeah, I think it's uh, a trap, and I think we're going to realize it this season when we get past this weird narrative that I don't understand about him being great and being Mr. Oval and bad on road courses. Like, he doesn't have a huge road racing
5: man. I did
4: put a Carlin on pole once.
3: He was also a road racer his whole life growing up, so I don't understand, to be honest. And I think It's cause he has a mullet. I think Renus VK is gonna wipe the floor with him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it a little bit because I think he's really overrated and he's gonna be brought back kinda hurt. I'm sorry, Connor Daly, <laughs> <laughs> if right, you I think James. you're really cool and I'd like to get a beer with you, but
4: love to hang out with connor daly i would but love I, to hang out was, with
3: connor daly i but would if not i was picking a
4: racing team i, I would, would not hire, hire connor daly i'm sorry i, would not, I believe I would in not you connor behind him it's like, i believe it's in like you
3: hinchcliffe. i would love to drink beer with hinchcliffe
1: not sure i'd hire him for my race team. all
0: right james who is your anchovy of the season new garden <laughs>
2: Willpower. <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice, but um, ah, uh, gosh,
0: that might about be about the only thing that keeps willpower in a Penske. By the way,
2: I have to lean towards someone from Andretti. I've already brought this up. They seem to be incapable of having more than one car kick ass. Like we know, Colton is gonna be fast. We know. Roman is probably going to be fast, so it falls to Rossi and who who's the fourth?
0: De Francesco
4: <laughs> And Marco. Yeah, you have to ask, an Hashtag knowledge. expert. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have to go
2: with De Francesco then.
4: Oh, you dick. That was my pick. <laughs> it's fine. You can
2: pick Will Power now. <laughs> I mean, they're
4: absolutely going to wish they had hinged back on the 29 after what after the mess that DeFrancesco makes in that car.
0: Mid-season replacement.
5: <laughs> uh, all right
0: Jason, your turn here, Swami. Who Rosenquist. is the
5: zero hesitation? Wow.
0: I I don't think that's necessarily a bad pick. A uh, only if you consider McLaren a top tier team. However, if Rosenquist finishes tenth in points, is it really a surprise?
5: I'd be surprised if he finished that high.
3: Yeah, I don't know that he's going to
0: hit ten points.
5: Right. I like. I'm saying he's in the fifteenth or below range.
0: But that's yeah. okay. That's my and point. Out of a ride. is that expected? If you're if you're picking on the base of unexpectedly poor seasons, uh,
5: if I'm Aaron McLaren, I'm not expecting him to finish down there
0: (laughs) okay Uh, that that's a that's a fair assessment if pato is out winning races and finishing top three in points that means the car and the team are capable of doing it why isn't rosenquist uh mike your pick for pineapple of the year
1: uh erickson he's the third best
4: ganassi car and chip lug winners. So, but he does have hurts.
5: the best named Ganassi car. Like it's literally chocolate chip Ganassi racing.
4: Yeah, but if it doesn't win,
5: he ain't long for that seat. But he's not a seven-time Cup champion. So. They just need to proof the cookies a bit longer.
4: He he doesn't he doesn't bring the palace of money that Jimmy's bringing. From <laughs> I'm just
6: gonna stop mm-hmm. talking.
0: Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> It, get the roasters out here boys Because my pick for Anchovy of the year Is Colton Herta.
5: You know what That's wow. not a bad pick, a bad pick.
0: Anything Less than a terrible Anything thing. less than top three In points is an abject Failure for Colton Herta this season
1: Yep yeah. Because he doesn't get a super license I
4: that's a solid pick. Tell me, tell me, none of you were thinking it because I was thinking Oh,
5: I was thinking it, but I thought it was too obvious. I wasn't thinking it. I, I, I,
2: think sta- I, I stated
5: I so wasn't thinking picks it. It's Rosenquist who we talked about
4: for like 10 minutes about being fired. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah Herta,
0: I'll say Rosenquist is kind of
3: a safe pick.
0: If, if Herda does not get the top three in points the entire andretti f1 plan is thrown into
5: chaos what happens to zach veach's pastor at that point is he like strung up or like run out of town
0: uh no i because that money is still going to f1 Gamebridge is going f1 racing
4: well, Group One Thousand and One is going F One racing. Right. Correct. Not Game correct. It's yes. I'm sorry. Yes. And Group One
0: Thousand One. Correct. Sorry. Group One Thousand One is going F One racing.
4: But Gamers the question is becomes during the Miami Grand Prix, who's still involved?
0: If Herta does not get the super license points, that means Roman Grosjean is Andretti's only in-house currently in-house option with the super license points to go F One racing.
4: I think at that point, they would go after either someone up and coming in F2, grab an established name if they've got the money to do so. I think, knowing Michael, he's got backup plans. I've heard a dozen. T- I assume he's got backup plans. He's not an idiot. He's well, obviously they're said already connected 250- to Alpine. Yeah. He said, he said they've guaranteed that they have $250 million. To spend on this program, which means they've probably figured out who they want to drive for him if it's not heard of. So I I I don't think they keep it in-house. Grosjean is great. I'd love to see Grosjean back in F1, but I think he's pretty freaking happy to be in IndyCar right now. I don't see him willing to go back in two years because don't forget, he'll also be two years older and at that point, three years out of F1.
3: He's not think- a young guy already.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, think we kind of forget. He's 35,
1: 34. Oh, he's so old.
3: I say,
0: Alonzo's you know, like 70 years old. And uh, you know,
3: I think anybody really who has turned 40, you know, in the last six minutes, you know, they're really on the way out.
4: You're, you're, <laughs> dick.
3: happy birthday, Mike. <laughs> happy birthday, okay. Mike.
4: I'm, I'm happy to spend the first six minutes of my 40th year on Earth with you guys. feel
3: honored. I do. Yeah. I really do. Oh, my God.
0: With that, we are going to go toast Mr. McCullen on his back half of life now. He, he's now <laughs> officially entered the second half of things. i been
5: on the decline for a long time now. Welcome <laughs> to the grave, pal. Yes, I was going to say,
0: you're, you joined those of us on our way down the hill. Good God, I can't believe we've been talking for almost two hours. Um, it was a hell of a Cut season hell, preview I ran a show, whole race boys. And I
5: racing during this thing?
2: Uh, yeah. Did you win some? Wow! Uh, imagine running an iRace race during filming of this podcast. That's totally not something Jason, I've done like Jason, five times.
0: You are a total slack dick because Watson has won four <laughs> league races in these last two hours.
2: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's cute that you think I won.
3: He's joined four more leagues. <laughs> yes, yes, he's joined.
4: <laughs> he's signed Uh-oh. ten more drivers, but people with like a near six thousand eye readings in any discipline can't complain about being shitty. Just saying.
3: Yeah, I know it gets old when he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go for the the pro series in the in the off road trucks," and then the next sentence he's like. Well, you know, I don't win anything.
2: <laughs> Not in that truck, I don't. That's the problem. I've only ever won twice. No, once. If
3: Just once. Get, if you get that pro class, uh, you are hereby forbidden from ever making a joke about being a bad truck. If you
4: get <laughs> I will accept license, those terms.
3: Forbidden. I, I will make I will, sure that uh, you are muted.
2: I will accept those terms. However, that's a big if, because again, I've never liked that truck, and it's never liked me. So if I can, if I pull that off, it's because God Himself put that black stripe on my truck. There's uh, okay. no other way. I,
0: I I can't believe we've been going for two hours and I have only had one pint of beer during this thing. That might be the most disappointing <laughs> bit of all. I'm of. up to a full liter. Um, it, it's liter. time
3: to go. Yeah, bed Burger comes in half liter cans.
0: We we will see a you. Liter all. of cola. <laughs> We will see you all on Sunday for the live race watch-along party on the Those NRN be- YouTube channel. Uh, I have we'll no sh- idea go. who's, who's going to be there. We will be on camera. Uh, and the last time we did that, Mike McCullough and Jason Owens were doing shoeys. Jason was falling and out we'll of recycling bins. absolutely not do
5: a shoey. That is 100% a guarantee. Shoeys are reserved for championship weekend race. That's it. If I have a chewy and iron
4: nickname, divorce lawyer, no shoes. Am I I, (laughs) going to have
2: to show my face on whatever we're recording? Yes. Yes.
3: I will give you tips. Yes. Oh, no. I'll help you trim up your beard just for this. (laughs) I I like (laughs) to jump in front of the
2: folks at home. Whatever your advice, you're watching on it's going to break. Shadow Jesus over here is going to be
3: giving beard trimming. Listen. The curls have only gotten more luscious. The beard—I've gotten some new beard balls. And we've jumped
2: the shark now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh,
3: James, don't worry. I got all this right. (laughs) (laughs) There is not a a chance.
0: It is time for us to get the hell out of here. For Ben Carswell, James Watson, Jason Owens, Mike McCullen, and are quite frankly probably pretty happy that he was not here for this dumpster fire, comrade (laughs) Christian Jasper. (laughs) My name is Chris Graham. It's been a pleasure having you guys hang out with us. We will talk to you on Sunday for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, and you can call us out for looking like idiots. We'll talk to you soon. See you later, everybody.